Hey everybody, welcome into episode number four of the revamped Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, if you're listening now and you like what you hear so far, you can subscribe, give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere where you listen to podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Remember, we had an episode on Monday. Before we get to this one, Chuck Bemmel of Fansided joined us to talk about some Orioles prospects. We looked at third base and shortstop as well as outfield in the Orioles minor league system and looking what could be coming next for the O's at the big league level. But today I am your host as always, Connor Newcomb, and we will not have a guest unfortunately on this episode of the podcast, but we will be getting into some news from Tuesday with the Orioles. They did make a free agent signing on Tuesday night, and that is the left-hander Wade LeBlanc. Orioles signing him to a minor league deal, but it looks like there's a good chance he'll be on the major league roster if he is. LeBlanc will make $800,000 on the one-year deal in 2020 with the Orioles. A little bit about LeBlanc, 35-year-old left-hander, a second-round pick all the way back in 2006 by the Padres, made his major league debut with San Diego in 2008. And if he does pitch at all in an Oriole uniform this year, which you got to be inclined to think that he will, it'll be his eighth major league team he has pitched for in what would be now 12 seasons in the big leagues for Wade LeBlanc. Career 4.46 ERA and about 860 career innings for the lefty. Now, obviously, as far as it pertains to the Orioles, he's going to compete for a spot at the back end of the rotation. You look at it right now, John Means, obviously the 2019 All-Star for the Orioles. He's pretty much locked in as Baltimore's number one starter this year. Alex Cobb, if he's back and healthy, you got to think he's in the rotation. And then you've got some guys with some question marks with Major League experience. Asher Wojciechowski last year had an up-and-down season. Cole Stewart, who was another guy the Orioles signed. And, of course, David Hess has a chance. Asher Wojciechowski, who, of course, had a solid year last year, was kind of up-and-down, but really showed some good flashes. Cole Stewart who the Orioles signed this year. And then, of course, David Hess, who kind of struggled at the end of 2019. And then guys in spring training, Keegan Aiken, Brandon Bailey, Michael Rucker, those last two guys, a couple of Rule 5 selections, all in play to be in the starting rotation. And then you've got a couple other guys, Chandler Shepard, Ty Block, who are still with the team, who made some starts in 2019 at the end of the year last year for the Orioles. But Wade LeBlanc, probably a good chance to make the Orioles at least opening day, starting rotation. Now, if you kind of think about that, there's the good and bad with that. You look at LeBlanc's last year, his 2019 stats when he was with the Seattle Mariners, 26 appearances, 8 starts, and a 5.71 ERA for Wade LeBlanc, and it wasn't very good last year. He started the year last season with Seattle in the back end of the rotation. He was really the number 5 starter and then was getting shelled, ended up dealing with a little bit of an oblique injury that kept him out for about a month or a little bit more. And then when he came back, he still didn't have it. Went to the bullpen, almost became a mop-up guy for a Seattle team that, after a hot start last year, just fell apart and became really one of the worst teams in baseball. There was a point last year where, I mean, for a good two or three months, the Orioles 
were simply playing better baseball than the Mariners. They looked like maybe the worst team in the league last season, and LeBlanc didn't have a great year. But if you look at 2018, his first year with the Mariners, after he signed a one-year deal with Seattle before the 2018 season, 27 starts, 162 innings, a 3.72 ERA that year, 7.2 strikeouts per nine, which is one of the highest numbers of his career. And in July of 2018, Seattle actually signed him for an extension through 2019 for $2 million. As he had a 3-3 ERA at that point, it was pitching that well that he earned that one-year extension. So if the Orioles can get the 2018 Wade LeBlanc, maybe they've got something. If they get the 2019 Wade LeBlanc, be a lot more of what we saw last year, guys going in and out between the rotation, the bullpen, maybe the injured list, and who knows if the 35-year-old lefty will be some kind of an answer. But if the Orioles can get at least some innings out of him, I mean, he's thrown at least 120 innings in each of the last two seasons. That could help them get through a 2020 season, which, of course, will most likely be another rough one. But, you know, looking forward for him, he's kind of a 50-50 ground ball, fly ball guy. Fastball, cutter, curveball, changeup for LeBlanc. And the big thing, he's not going to overpower anybody. Average fastball velocity, 86.7 miles per hour for LeBlanc in 2019. And when you watch him, that almost seems like the high end of that fastball. He'll throw some pitches, sometimes four seamers at right around 83 miles an hour, and you're left kind of scratching your head. But he's obviously had to change his approach a little bit. Never really been a power pitcher, but... He used to get it up towards 90, and now it's really in the mid-80s with that fastball. So he's had to change what he does on the mound, and hopefully for the Orioles' sake, it can work out for LeBlanc. Obviously, they'd love for him to, at the very, very least, just eat some innings this year. I mean, if you're Baltimore, you get LeBlanc in there. Hopefully, he can stay in the starting rotation for most of the year. I mean, the best-case scenario is he pitches so well, you can trade him at the deadline, but looking at 2019, looking at his whole career. He's probably more of a guy who just sits in there and pitches okay and gets you through a season, hopefully doesn't get injured, and someone you can rely on to at least throw out there and give you a chance to win some games and and you know just eat some innings. The Orioles are kind of just looking for inning eaters right now in the starting rotation as kind of bridge guys before they can bring up the Keegan Akins, the Bruce Zimmermans, the guys like that from the minor leagues who at some point those pitchers are going to come up over the next couple of years, and then you look even further down the road, you're waiting for the Grayson Rodriguez, the D.L. Halls of the world. But you want these really one-year guys who can just put up some innings. You probably want veterans around a lot of young pitchers. So that's probably why Wade LeBlanc, a pretty solid choice for the Orioles. But, you know, if you if you think they could have done better, you know, maybe they could have. There's, there's still some arms out there in the free agent market, and Rakabako writing his story on the signing last night said the Orioles aren't done looking for a pitcher just because they got LeBlanc so there's some expectation that the O's will sign at least one more starting pitcher before the 2020 season starts and hopefully you get them in there before pitchers and catchers report in early February so that just gives the O's a little bit more time to try and get one more pitcher but really if you look at it LeBlanc he's not the most exciting signing but hey he's probably going to pitch some innings as long as he doesn't get hurt it's fine for what the Orioles are going to be in 2020, which is probably around a 50-win team. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. 
But you may not know that Locked On Orioles is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Orioles fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listeners, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Orioles fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. So we talk about Wade LeBlanc, obviously the minor league deal with the Orioles, but we do expect him to be in the major leagues and really looking at that rotation right now it's means Cobb you got to think LeBlanc Woj and then they're still really an open spot and it could be filled with a free agent and just kind of looking because it was reported by Rock Cabaco of Mass and Sports that the Orioles aren't quite done looking for a starting pitcher on the free agent market just going through guys that they could sign and there's still some some solid options out there for the Orioles if they want to maybe make one more move. And a guy like Andrew Kashner, obviously, you look at first as the Orioles signed him a couple years ago, ended up trading him at the deadline to Boston last year for a couple of low-level prospects. And Boston elected not to re-sign him. Nobody's picked him up yet, the 33-year-old right-hander Kashner. And hey, you know what? It could be another guy to bring back on a one-year deal. He seemed to like Baltimore, didn't really want to be traded when he was to Boston, or it didn't really seem that way. And then other guys that might kind of be more in the Orioles' price range this year that they could bring in, you know, and Edwin Jackson is out there, and he could come back to Baltimore and play for his what seems like 45th different team. Uh, a guy like Marco Estrada, who is still out there, who pitched well against the Orioles in a Blue Jay uniform. He's now 36, obviously not a power pitcher. He's that mid-80s fastball and that really slow Bugs Bunny changeup, as I uh, speak like Mike Bordick there. But uh, that changeup, it could be helpful at the major league level. Uh, a reunion potentially with Jeremy Hellickson, who's still out there, the right-hander. A guy like Clay Buckle, who the Orioles have seen a lot with, with Toronto and Boston. So just some names to keep an eye on if you're an Orioles fan looking for them to maybe get one more starting pitcher in there and and eat some innings and make it a little more tolerable from the starting rotation this season in 2020. But you know the guys that are coming in that you really should be excited about, maybe not so much these one-year deals and free agency, but the guys you should look forward to are these prospects. And the Orioles on Tuesday announced their non-roster spring training invites, and I think that is really the more exciting news of the week than Wade LeBlanc. They will end up from guys who aren't on the 40-man roster. They'll bring four catchers, five infielders, two outfielders, and 12 pitchers from guys who are not on the 40-man roster. Now, guys who, you know, have a chance, a solid chance to make the big league roster, you kind of split it up a couple ways. You've got the guys who have big league experience, and that's really going to help them out, and even big league experience with the Orioles. Obviously, Ty Block, Tom Eshelman, Chandler Shepard are all there. They all pitched in Baltimore last season. And then as far as the hitters go, You have a catcher like Brian Holiday, who's been in the majors for a few years. Mason Williams, the outfielders, was with the O's at the end of last year. 
And then a couple of the infielders, Jose Rondon and Dilson Herrera, have both played at the big league level before and could be options. But if you go down the list a little bit more and look for maybe some deeper guys who could make it, Taylor Davis, one of the minor league catchers the Orioles just signed, would have a chance maybe to make the team as a backstop. Of course, Yusniel Diaz will be coming to spring training. He's an option if he's healthy and ready to go. The Orioles could make that decision as well. And then as far as the pitchers go, like a couple exciting guys, really Brady Rogers, a guy the Orioles just signed as well, a right-hander who has a chance, and then I think Bruce Zimmerman, the left-hander from right here in the Baltimore area, pitched at Loyola Blake Field, and he came over from the Braves in the trade in 2018, the Kevin Gaussman-Darren O'Day trade. I think he has a shot of maybe getting himself onto that opening day roster. So some names to look at for guys who are non-roster invitees for spring training this year. Of course, the biggest name, though, we talked about it last week, Adley Rutschman on that list really is more of a get people to the ballpark, get people watching spring training move, but still, as I said, a smart one from the Orioles. But I think definitely keep an eye on really use Neil Diaz to see if he can do it, and then Bruce Zimmerman because he's been so good. A local kid would be an awesome story to see him on the opening day roster, and I think he has a pretty good chance of making it. John Mioli, who joined us on the podcast last week, has a good story about Bruce in the Baltimore Sun this week, so make sure to go check that out, as Bruce Zimmerman could really be an exciting possibility for the Orioles as a left-handed pitcher this year. So the O's, you know, still another quiet week of not really making free agent signings, but when you even pick up a guy on a minor league contract like Wade LeBlanc, that's somewhat of a big news week for a team that's not going to be signing a lot of free agents, and, and it's something that Orioles fans should know, that They're not going to go out and make any splashes yet. They're going to wait for these young guys to come up. Then when they feel like the young guys are at the big league level and ready to go, then they try and supplement them by spending a little money as well. So that'll do it for episode four here of the revamped Locked on Orioles podcast. Uh, We'll have one more episode this week on Friday. Look out for that one. We're going to take some fan questions. If you do have any Orioles questions or comments, make sure to tweet us at LockedOnOrioles. You can tweet me at Connor Newcomb underscore, or you can send your questions via email to LockedOnOrioles at gmail.com. Again, that's LockedOnOrioles at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast if you like what you hear. Maybe give us a rating or a review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And again, we'll be back on Friday to close out the week with one more episode. And then as we get closer to the season in February, we'll start putting out daily episodes Monday through Friday to give you even more Orioles content. So this has been the Locked On Orioles Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.